What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Let's Talk Movies. I'm Brad. I'm Miguel. We would like to welcome you to the first ever Let's Talk Movies Oktoberfest. Last night, we had the brand new drop of the intro that you just saw, uh, if you're watching on YouTube. And this is the first live show that we are doing as a part of the big build-up to Halloween ends, a celebration of the Halloween season. I'm just so I'm so hyped, man. Uh, Miguel, how you doing tonight, my friend? Happy Saturday. We're doing great, man. We're doing great. We're ready to watch some fucking Halloween, dog. I know. I, I'm really, really stoked. I've been looking forward to this a lot. Uh, mm. Tim87, what's going on, man? He says, what up, boys? Newer sub here. Found you guys searching for Halloween commentaries and through Wham. Well, we're so glad you found us, dude. Uh, also, yeah. just glad to be here. Always cool to watch Halloween with some new people. Dude, 100%. Same here. Yeah. That's why we're here. 100%. Uh, David Irwin's in the chat, too. What's going on, my man? Uh, so, so here's what's going to happen. We're just going to give it a few minutes, get some more people in, some more, some more. We're going to get some more people in here. Um, and then when we go to start the movie, we obviously, for copyright reasons, unless we want to get sued, um, we obviously cannot show the film on screen. So we will tell you when we are going to click play. We will explain how all of that's going to work in just a few minutes. We'll give it about five minutes, four or five minutes or so, let some other people trickle on in here. And uh, we'll get rolling. So super, super, super excited. Um, as you see, new background, new intro, just uh, everything feels fresh. Um, it's going to be a really good time. I'm stoked, man. As am really, I. Really as am I. For, I love the new intro, chapter. man. It looks dope. I got to say, I'm pretty proud of what you were able to, cook, to be able to make with our new intro. Thanks. I like it. Thanks, man. What are you drinking tonight? Pretty excited. I am drinking. Listen, I have the full fall thing going on. I have a, uh, I have a candle lit behind me. I have the like the fall candle lit. I am currently drinking apple cinnamon tea out of my Charleston tea, uh, tea plantation cup. Just and you also have what appears to me is uh, some tissues behind you. So what? You getting you getting that excited uh, for the movie? I know. I'm gonna cry. I'm probably gonna bawl my eyes out. <laughs> No, yeah, it's, right. it's, we're it's we're getting into that change of season, so it's getting into sniffle time where it's like it's kind of starting to be uh, it's getting to that point where it's like it it's 40 degrees when you wake up to go to work in the morning. And then when you come home, it's like 80. I don't recall anything <laughs> about 40 degrees, my guy. Uh, it's got there's been a couple. It's like a, that's like a brisk like 56. Get out of here. It's gotten pretty cold a couple of nights, but what are you going to do? Uh, 31 Days of Horror, what's going on, man? Yo, yo, the boys are back. The boys are back in town. <laughs> um, we are so, back. listen, if you guys see the background right now behind us, I'm so like, I'm kind of in a different position. Usually I'm facing this way, but obviously, so I can see my TV and see what's I'm reoriented here. But the background, um, of the, of the show. So it's got the red moon and stuff like the, the new kind of purely and simply evil look. When I got home last night, I got home pretty late from a work thing. And when I got home, the moon really, I mean, it didn't look like that. Um, if it looked like that, I'd probably be concerned for my life. But uh, listen, for the, of, listen for the bell tones, guys. It, yeah, right. Vector's on his way. Um, but the moon kind of had that like reddish hue around it. And it was kind of making the sky look like that orange is red. And I was like, that's poetic right there. Like that new intro dropped not even three hours before that. And this is like, it's like the launch night of Oktoberfest and 
that's the way the moon looked. I was like, that's that's poetic. And the fact that we're sitting here doing this, the th you know, the thing about Halloween, uh, we'll give it just a few more minutes for people to get in here. The thing about Halloween is that it's like, I, I'm kind of in two camps. It's like, what more do you say about it? But at the same time, it's one of those films where it's like, mm -hmm. there's never enough to say about it. You know, it, it's like a weird dichotomy in that respect. Like the fact that we're sitting here still talking about this movie um you know what almost 45 years later that had a, mm -hmm. a tiny little three hundred thousand dollar budget i mean this movie had everything going i'm sorry a tiny it. what it was three hundred thousand dollars okay tiny. let's let's be real i mean for films nowadays that's like minuscule that's listen there are fan films that are raising more money than that like by today's standards yeah that's and true the fact three hundred thousand still... pays for the pays for the fucking uh, catering. Yeah, I think Jamie Lee Curtis said she only got paid like two grand for the entire like two weeks or whatever, the two or three weeks or whatever that they filmed. Like she, like you know, it <laughs> it had every... Yeah, of the original. That's funny. You know, it had everything going against it. It was not meant to be this like crazy, um, game changing film, and it, and it was in, in a lot of different ways. So I think the fact that we're building up to what's going to be the final one with kind of not the original crew, but like with ties to John Carpenter and to Jamie Lee Curtis and to Nick Castle and um, to the people that made the original happen as a part of that original continuity. Um, that That's just, that's really special. It's, it's pretty cool, man, that, that this is happening, you know, just because it's, like I said, it was a film that it, it shouldn't have ever been what it was yet. It's one of the most sought after and talked about movies of all time. And that's really cool. So. Are you there? Are you ghosting me? Are you not talking to me? Anymore? Oh, shit. No, my. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Oh, shit. I guess my headphones disconnected for a hot second because I totally miss you. I thought we were just going for a blank, spec, oh. blank, uh, silent thing right oh, there. Oh, see, I was, I was actually talking from my heart and soul, and you just were just ignoring <laughs> me. But it's okay. I understand. I get it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, David Irwin says, "Wow, I live in Ireland. We had a bl blood moon last night too. That's cool, man. I don't know if it was quite a blood moon, but it was pretty. It was red. It was like a reddish, orangish. It wasn't like the typical, like typically what the moon looks like. I about uh, said, yeah, it's not a, it's not a blood moon because if it was, yeah." Uh, Kentucky will be talking about it for like you know hours. Yeah, yeah. Um, Thirty one says Halloween is what introduced me to Michael Myers in two thousand eighteen. So you got introduced in twenty eighteen. Um, yeah, and yeah, I see that now. So for me, I was actually so I got into pretty horror pretty young, but I, um, my actually like I actually became a Halloween fan later later on like it actually took me a little bit i was into other horror franchises before i got into halloween I, I was a little late to that party and i was into elm street before i was into friday the 13th before but the thing that got me into this franchise was actually ironically don't anyone want to punch me in the face when i say this but it was rob zombies halloween in 07 because they were the first two rob zombies h1 and h2 were the first two that i actually watched in the theater and I enjoyed them for what it's worth. Of course, looking back on it now, now that I've seen the whole franchise, now that I understand the characters a little bit better, like it's like, okay, obviously they're 
they have their issues too. But I mean, let's be real. They all have their issues other than the first one is really the only one that I can honestly look at and be like, it's, it's, it's perfection. Like, like what I wouldn't have changed anything about it. You know what I mean? So you wouldn't change anything about, uh, about Halloween, the first Halloween. I, I can't think of much, honestly. Mm -hmm. I really can't. I mean, you know, it's, it's hard to find fault with it. And I think that's partially, Due to the fact that, and this is the nature of sequels too, but when you when you do sequels, um, when you do sequels, obviously you have to try to do something to to reinvent it. Like when they came up with the the brother sister storyline in, in Halloween two, and and they threw that theory down the drain. The, I know, right? The doing the whole cult of Thorn thing, and like there, like you always have to come up with something to to revitalize it and to bring new life into it. But mm-hmm. the thing that makes the original so special is the fact that it is such a simple it, it's so simple there there's nothing it almost seems insignificant when you look at the simplicity of the story there it's it's just like even the even the the no motive thing like it's there's no motive for what he did he he just he did it like that's it there's no um the the fact that it's such a simple story and a simple film with a simple message um I think really works for it. And it's something that sequels will never capture again. You know what I mean? So I think that's partially why it's hard to find any type of fault in it whatsoever, just because it's like, but I mean, it, it's so simple and it works really, really well. Okay. What, uh, I was going to say besides, uh, what was it? What was your worst one? Halloween resurrection. Yeah, I can't. I'm I'm not yeah. a resurrection fan at all. Other other than other than resurrection, which 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 of the franchise do you think would you uh, actually like change so much in regards to the story as a whole? Um, it for what I would change for me, it would be a toss up between Rob Zombie's H two because I think that is the biggest disappointment. I think that movie had so much potential mm-hmm. and they just crapped the bed with it. Like it just, it had so much potential. Like if you, and I, I talked about this um, on a couple different shows, but if you would have, if from the moment that Lori wakes up and the hospital sequence was a dream, if you would have at the point where he goes to swing the ax down on top of her and she wakes up and realizes she was just dreaming, if you would have had Brackett shoot him from behind and then somehow Brackett and Laurie managed to escape and then you do like a Halloween kills type scenario where it's like Michael versus the entire town of Haddonfield and he's just on an absolute rampage, like that could have been really, really cool. And if you would have done the whole film in the style of what they did in the hospital scenes. But when, as as Mike Holt from We Watched a Movie always says, when you have Laurie, who is the... Uh, one of the sole survivors from like this awful crime who then suddenly becomes obsessed with like Charles Manson and like, you know, she's going through this whole goth phase and you get into like this, the white unicorn horse thing. And like, Michael is like talking to his mom. Like it it just like it, that, I don't know that that's, that was a mistake. That whole movie, which I know it was basically just a big F off to everybody from Rob Zombie. I mean, let's be real. That's what it was, but if I had to change anything about the franchise, I would change that. I got gotcha. you. So, just because I think it has so much more potential than it than they uh, than what they did, you know. 
Did Rob Zombie like hate Halloween so much that he decided to well, throw the story people, away like that so hard? Tim, I'm going to get to your comment in just a second. Um, I, I think part of the issue is that people really, really criticized him for his first film. I actually like his first film. I do. I, I think it's pretty well done. Now, the unrated cut went a little off the wall. I'm not really a fan of the unrated cut because, I mean, it, it straight up has a rape scene in it, like a graphic rape scene. And it's mm-hmm. over the top with the blood. And it's just it's it's too much like it's too whatever. But the theatrical, just the plain theatrical cut of his first film is pretty well done. It, it has good things to it. Tyler Maine is scary. Um, Loomis and Brackett are fantastic. Malcolm McDowell did a really, really good job in that first film. But mm-hmm. then, of course, they had to ruin it because he came. He became like a priss, you know, like drinking his hot tea and trying to sell his book. So yeah, yeah, I don't know. But that's kind of, um, you know, that's kind of the way the way it goes, I guess. So, mm-hmm. so uh, Tim said, I know that feeling, Brad. There's usually one moment or night when it just hits, right? You feel the season change and the fall atmosphere start. Absolutely, dude. That's that's definitely later. Um, David says, wow, nice 31. I bet you had fun bombing through the sequels. Great to see the fandom is still growing. Absolutely, man. And that's the thing. The fandom is still growing. Like, I'm, I I hear kids. It was like, bombing I'm, through the sequels that got me. That's I funny. Know, right? Like, I, I mean, I'm a teacher. You guys know that. Like, I hear kids talking about this. And, like, I, I constantly see people. Like, there, we, there were just some people the other day that we're friends with that I just found out they're Halloween fans. Like, people, mm-hmm. people are, a lot of people are, have come around to these and, are still really big fans of these films in this franchise. So, yeah, um, it's definitely a niche group of people that uh, still enjoy uh, Halloween, and it's like they keep it so close to their chest until they hear someone that's like actually a fan, and then they're like, "Oh shit, you're a fan? So am I." You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, um, real quick, let me get through these comments. Eight people, leave it a like if you haven't already, please. Um, we are going to, so like I said, we're going to click play together. Uh, we can't throw the film on the screen, obviously, but we are going to click play together. Let me get these last comments really quickly, and then we will start it, and uh, we'll watch this thing together. So um, let me see. 31 Days of Horror says, I think Halloween 78 is what scared me about the haunting score of John Carpenter. The score is amazing. It's, I, you can't beat it. Um and John Carpenter's done a really, really, really good job with this new trilogy. They just released the first track, actually, um, a couple days ago. It's called The Procession. And Miguel, have you listened to it yet? It's on Spotify now. The, the From eight Halloween ends, uh, Yeah, no, they the first track. It's it's really good. Very. It's got a little bit more of an epic, like, emotional feel than than the 18 or Kills one did. Which, I mean, makes sense because this is it. This um, is it, yeah. David Irwin says, yeah, why would Lori have a shrine to Manson in her room after what she's been through? Exactly. It makes dude, it makes zero sense. Like, why why would she do that? Why would no I, I mean, I guess I don't know. I'm not a psychiatrist or anything, but I don't think any murder survivor would become obsessed with any sane killer. person would not do that. I'm gonna say no, that right now. I don't think so either. Mm-hmm. Now, people are into true crime and stuff, and I get that, and that's fine, but you know, that's in her case. And for, for this, it's a little strange. Uh, what's up, Rosalia? How's it going? Glad you're here. Uh, David Irwin says, I hated Rob Zombie H2 when it came out, but it grew on me. Yeah, I've. I was the opposite. I loved it when it came out. 
and it's slowly just kind of like fallen off for me. You know what I mean? I love the first 20 minutes of it. I, I really do. I think it's, I think it's fantastic, but unfortunately it just kind of goes off the rails for me. So, so let's do this. Um, Miguel and I are paused. If you're going to watch the movie with us, cool. If you're just going to listen to this and kind of listen to us talk about it and go through the chat, that's cool too. Um, but here's the deal. Uh, David Irwin says, guys, I got to go to bed late here, but I'll, um, I'll, but enjoy and I'll watch tomorrow night. Good night, man. Have a good one. Take it easy. Get some rest. Have sweet dreams of pumpkins and cherries and love. <laughs> <laughs> Julia's sitting here and she's like, what are you talking about? Uh, anyways, <laughs> we are paused at zero minutes and zero seconds. If you're going to watch it with us, we will tell you when to click play. We'll count down. I will say three, two, one, play. And when I click play... You continue you know, to listen to Julius Norton. You're good. <laughs> He said you're going to, huh? What'd you say? When you say play. Yes. Miguel said you're going to continue listening to Julia Snort. Can he hear me blowing my nose? Yeah. Oh, 100%. <laughs> All of us can hear you. It's okay. Are you blowing your nose it's right okay. now? It's okay. It's um, okay. So, yeah, that, so that's how we're going to do this. We're going to start in just a second. 31 Days of Horror says, What ruined Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 is when Michael yells, Die! at the end of the movie. Listen. Every every hardcore Halloween fan at that point when he grabbed Loomis and yelled "Die!" went. It's like, did this man say words? Although for me, it's at the point when he sees his mom and like hugs her, and it's like, it, why is why is he hugging her? Like what? Like what? It's weird to see Michael Myers like hugging and being like affectionate, and, like wanting to please. Mama, that, that was like that was, yeah, that was very like that was very Friday the thirteenth. It really Friday, was, I and, I, and always, I was like, yeah, I don't I'm, know if I'm that che- was I actually, checked out after that. I don't know if that was a nod to Friday the thirteenth or if it don't need to be a nod. Why nod something writing. from a franchise? From why why use one franchise to do a nod about another franchise, especially horror wise? Because each one of them have like their niche like tropes or whatever. So like, why why do yeah, that? Yeah, hundred percent. I know. All right, so Miguel, what are you watching on? I'm watching on the Cheap channel of Roku. Solid. He's watching on Roku. I've got the Shout Factory 4K. That's what I'm sitting here watching mine on right now. So here we go. Paused at zero minutes and zero seconds. Let's do this thing, peeps. Here we go. We are starting John Carpenter's Halloween in three, two, one, play. The movie has begun. Gone. A Compass International Pictures release. Is that um, company mine says, open? Mine says Trankus right now. It doesn't have Compass on there yet. What is? <laughs> They're both. Uh, that that is correct. I mean, that's that is correct. There's Compass. I'm going to die if we are definitely off because we're on different platforms. It shouldn't be off. Did the music just start? Oh, my music just started. My yeah, music. That... No, like I'm already I'm already at uh Whose Nancy name Loomis is Loomis as Annie. Oh. I'm still on the the logo. I told you. Okay, it's it will figure it out. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'm on huh? Yeah, there's only one version, but he's watching on Roku. Yeah. 
So mine might have had the extra Trankus thing on it. My, like the title screen is like just now went away. Deborah Hill production. What timestamp are you at? One twenty. Oh, that's what I'm at. Jamie Lee Curtis. Film editors: Tommy Wallace, Charles Bornstein. Oh shoot! I told y'all. There's Nancy Loomis. Okay, hang Music on. Music by John Carpenter. We're gonna figure this out. It'll be okay. You keep your you you keep yours where it is, and I'll. Okay. Well, I'm at produced by Deborah Hill now. I'd say, if anything, I should probably follow you since you're the one with the most. Uh... No, it's fun because has Erwin Yablon's name come up yet? I'm already at Halloween night, 1963. Oh, shit. How far am I ahead or behind you? Okay, I should be about caught up to you now. Do you see the house yet? Yes. Okay. We should... We. I told you, it, it'll be... Because it's going to be easier for me to fast forward because I'm using a PlayStation Rope than, than you. I got gotcha. you. Like, he's about to walk up the steps right now. Like, kid Michael. Yeah. Judith and her nasty boyfriend are like, weirdly kissing in the doorway yes i see the pumpkin okay we're good we're good we're good see we're all right if you're watching with us i'm at about my timestamp is three minutes and 30 seconds right now i want you to know right now i'm pretty sure brad's heart is beating like a motherfucker right now (laughs) it's actually not because it's like i've found it's really not that listen when we used to do our early commentaries we would freak out if we weren't like at the same timestamp. but i've kind of learned that like it's all right. Like, it's really not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. Look Did at that, man. That's called growth. They hit his growth. They kiss for, like, 13 seconds and run up to the bedroom. And then literally by the time Michael... So they just shut the light off. By the time he walks around the house, grabs the knife, walks up to, and, like, goes to walk up the stairs, they're already, like, clothes back on and done. Like... Both oh, of you assume that people of that age can like last, you know, fucking any more than like probably three or four minutes. Like, let's be honest. Fair. He's like done, <laughs> and we're done. Yeah. Deborah Hill's hand. You know, it's really fun to think about, like seeing the uh, seeing the. Uh, seeing the Myers house now, like in re- like, I'm trying to think about it like in relation to Big John and Little John, like the way they had it set up in Halloween Kills, because like that's really the only time we've gotten like an identical. Um, they tore out that wall. That's what it was. That wall wasn't there anymore. That's why that room feels more open where they were sitting there eating the cheese mm-hmm. in the living room. And he's Dang, done. He was already walking out the door. That's now he's undone. Like they they were done like by the time he walked back in to the building. You know it's funny. She says, "Call me tomorrow," and he's like, "Yeah, sure." And as soon as he goes to open the door, he looks back up the stairs like, "I ain't. I'm not calling her tomorrow." Like <laughs> he's got a he's got a weird, like, got I, a weird brother. He's like, "I got what I wanted." He I'm not you know I'm not calling her. 
I want to go to the house so bad. You can't go in it, but you can. Um, you, it, it's in, it's still in Pasadena. You can like go stand on the porch and stuff. And there's a sign that's like, "Yes, this is the house from John Carpenter's Halloween." That they, way, in that in that manner, it says, "Yes, this is the house." <laughs> I think that's where the cut is, because that was all one long tracking shot the entire time. But I think that he said, "I don't know if he's ever said where it was," but john carpenter said that there like there was a tracking shot or that there was a cut in that tracking shot i think when deborah's hill hand goes like that i think that's where it cuts boobs i love the fact that like he like he was already like dressed and leaving and she was still like you know butt ass naked yeah and it's almost as if like She's more confident in her body than he is. <laughs> She's got her granny panties on, though. Yeah, true. Uh, that's that's even more confidence. The fact that you're willing to walk out or be with your boy with uh, your one-night stand and granny panties. Yeah, Mad yeah. respect. Like, the amount of, like, time, how perfectly timed this entire murder was is immaculate. Yeah. Like, from the point where the deed was done and... He comes up and kills his sister, and then the parents just happen to show up out of nowhere. You know, it's funny because you look at his face during like this like cinematic tableau moment. You mm-hmm. look at his face. First of all, the mom looks like she doesn't even care. Like your son is soaked in blood, and like I don't know, just the look. The father at least looks concerned. The mom is just like, isn't that the usual trope? Like the mother's always could care less. I mean, I guess, but I don't know. I mean, look at Friday the 13th. I mean, not uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. I was going to say, Friday the 13th, she cared. (laughs) She cared a little bit. (laughs) Just a little bit. You know, it's really interesting. If if you've never seen it and you want a good watch, go watch Sean Clark's... um, Horrid, horrors hallowed ground gra- horrors hallowed grounds there it is episode on halloween 78 there's actually a couple of them where he goes and visits all of the locations um and pj souls is with him who plays linda and it's it's pretty cool like a lot of the houses kind of look the same mm-hmm. but um the uh the wall no yes the wallace house does not it, it looks pretty much completely different Maybe it's the Doyle house. I don't remember which one has been like renovated, but what, whichever one, it's the Doyle house where he falls off the balcony. You really can't tell that it's the same house anymore. But, and it's interesting because this location is actually like, I think it's like a sewage plant or something. Like it's like, it's like a wastewater treatment plant where this like, like this barricade is right here that you see Loomis driving in in the rain with Marion. And they, it's only like a couple hundred foot stretch of, of fencing and they just kept driving along the same fence like turning around and looping to try to get this footage like in the same like the same you know 100 foot radius that they would just turn the car and film and then turn it back and film again and turn it back and film I'll be honest man this uh is it Nancy right this is the the nurse right um Nancy Loomis is the one who plays Annie but this is Marion Chambers Okay. Yeah. So the balls on her to like literally strike a match and light a cigarette in a car while while driving at night in the rain has the 
has like the, yeah. the goals of being able to do that. Yes. No, I don't know why I said Nancy Loomis is Annie. Nancy Stevens is is Marion. She smokes like a freight train every time we see her too. She does. Can you even imagine if, driving driving at night and just seeing people white uh crazy people in gowns? That's scary. Yeah. Especially when Loomis gets all like Yeah, all hyper aware. Yeah. Why does he why does he think that Michael's the one that could have done it? He just knows. I mean it's just it's fate he knows, you know. Well that's my thing, is like how how could he have known that it was Michael that did this? I'll tell or you what he think, he or does been... he think that something happened and possibly Michael got out? I bet he would have been super relieved if uh if he would have realized that Michael didn't do it and he would have like not escaped. Yeah. I always wonder what would it like what happened? Like that's an inter- like we kind of got that in Rob Zombies although I didn't really quite like it very much. But like it's like what did he do to let all of the inmates out? Like did he kill anybody in the hospital? Yeah. Because I find it hard to believe that he wouldn't have had to kill a single employee to let yeah. all of the inmates out. Oh, there's the the hammer or the wrench. wrench. That awesome red lighting. (laughs) It's like, it's like, it's like John Carpenter's like, wait, how did we get him to break the window? His hand's not strong (laughs) enough. Strap a wrench to it. The evil is gone. You know, I was thinking about this today, kind of thinking about... He leaves like, her, just... He does. ...in the rain. What a guy. Kind of thinking about the, the watch-along and stuff, like, this dawned on me today. You realize, in this new Blumhouse trilogy, we've never seen him drive again. He drives in H5. He uh, drives in Halloween. Drives, he drives in H6. 2018. No, he doesn't. When he got in the car, I thought he took the investigative journalist's car. Oh yeah, he does, doesn't he? You're right. Yeah, you're right. You're you are right. I'm. I know yeah. my shit. You're right. Now this curb looks exactly the same, and that house looks pretty much the same. The Strode house. Really? Yeah. I also think it's funny that all the leaves are fake. <laughs> Is that true? Yeah, all the, they they had painted leaves like all of those are fake because they're in Pasadena. Like they it doesn't there's no fall in Pasadena. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. like that's why like when Loomis is if you we'll we'll point it out when we get to that scene when Loomis goes to the cemetery and they're talking about Charlie Bowles and he, they realize that Judas tombstone is gone. Mm-hmm. There are palm trees in the background. Like look at all the trees on the street. Yeah, yeah. it does not look like Illinois fall red and orange and yellow and i mean it's like green and lush and full and but yeah they said can you imagine how pissed off that that that, uh that one of those uh crew people were and he says i need you to paint the paint the spray paint (laughs) every leaf every other leaf brown it's like bro why well it's funny because they said deborah hill was always like at the end, like as soon as they would wrap, see, look at the trees in the background. Those are palm trees. Like, <laughs> take it from somebody who's from Florida. Those are straight up palm trees. If you look down the street, and all of the like, even the leaves are only in like 
the leaves are only in the direction that Lori and Tommy are walking. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> They're nowhere else except right along the sidewalk where they are. <laughs> um, but why do they still call it the Myers House? And why is that? Why is that not renovated for anything? You know what I mean? Nobody, nobody, I guess, ever bought it because they didn't. Well, I mean, the realtor itself would want to like set some like. I've watched plenty of house flippers in my days, and I feel like that's just terrible planning. Yeah. You know what that house looks like? It reminds me of that like old like uh, that old cartoon movie, uh, Monster House. You know what I'm talking about? Um. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. It kind of the house is like actually a monster. Yeah. You're right. You are right. That's a proper way to pay homage or give uh you know some doubts to other other franchises. That's the way you're not wrong. By the way, if you're just joining us, we're at uh, I Wish I Had You All Alone. Lori just slipped the key under there for her dad, and he's awkwardly standing there watching her walk away. (laughs) Rosalia said, I lived in Illinois. No palm trees. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you for the confirmation. Um, uh, Let's see. Rosalia also says, how old is Michael supposed to be in this? He's 21. 21 years old. I told everybody. <laughs> Maybe someone or also oh, that's that that's that's our theory, I guess, how he was able to drive the car. Someone out here is giving him lessons. Makes well, you that's think, literally what inside man. That's literally what happened with H6 with the Thorn thing. Literally, they were like they were like setting him up to escape. <laughs> yeah. What's up, Jaden? Uh, I could never could never do class in that small ass desk. Oh yeah. Imagine imagine the person living in front of uh where Michael is right now. Like what is this man just staring in front staring at the school? Well he, he's watching her. I know, but imagine the neighbors like right there in the front lawn. You know what I mean? This was the seventies. Nobody school security didn't matter in the seventies. That's where most of the violent crimes happened was the seventies. Listen, if you stood outside a school like that nowadays, you'd be on the ground in handcuffs faster than you could blink. And with the charge. And on a registry. And exactly. everything else in between. Mm-hmm. That is correct. 31 Days of Horror. I heard He said, I heard that he's going to be 65 in the time jump. He will be 65 years old. In yep. the time jump. In Halloween Ends, Michael will be 65. With 40, 44 years. 25-year-old. He was, yeah. Ironically, this school kind of looks the, exactly the same in that Horrors Hallowed Grounds episode. I'm impressed. Uh, I'm surprised. I'm surprised he can carry that pumpkin because those pumpkins be heavy as fuck. That was that's a big pumpkin. That is. 
Lonnie, Lonnie, weird and scrawny. I actually liked what they did with Lonnie, where it was like, you know, Lonnie was bullied too. And like, I don't know. You kind of sympathize with him a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. That had to have hurt. I've always thought that had to have hurt. A pumpkin that thick. Michael looks so skinny and scrawny in this, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? He definitely fills fills into that fucking uh, suit quick. Is Morgan there? You good? Why follow? Why follow him though? Is my question. You what? No, that's fine. Are you going up? All right. Yeah, Jaded, you're right. Michael will be eligible for AARP after the time. <laughs> he really will, though. Like, you're exactly, it's, it's like, it's funny, but it's also like, you're not wrong, though. Like, he really will be, you know? Want some candy? Come here, boy. I could believe that's Illinois. A little, a little mountainous for for my taste, but hey, Rosale, is is there is there mountains? Are there mountains in Hanville, Illinois? I don't think there's mountains like that in Illinois. It's been now, admittedly, it's been a while since I've been to Illinois, but I don't think there's mountains like that. I think Illinois is a little bit more open. And it's funny, that's all, like, Sean Clark went there, that's all built up now. There's yeah. Like, there, there's a bunch of buildings and stuff there now, and it's not just, like, open fields anymore. The train track is in the right place. I also love the fact that, like, um, he was on the phone, and then all, all of a sudden finds and, you know, stumbles upon, you know, his next victim. You know what I mean? Yeah. Also, Phelps Garage... I wonder how they're doing now. It's funny. In in the scene, so there's a scene where um in the stills that we're getting from ends where Michael's got Lori shoved up against the refrigerator and like she's like throwing a punch and he's got the knife or whatever. There's a Phelps garage like advertisement thing on the fridge, which is pretty cool. Good thing there's a company called Amazon where you can buy all your books. I know, right? Not in the 70s, Miguel. You know, it's funny. PJ Souls, she was like, it's weird that we got cast in the roles we did because Jamie Lee Curtis was way more like Linda and PJ Souls was way more like Lori but they got cast in like the opposite kind of thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Why is Lori's voice so fucking deep? I mean, she's like six cigarettes in in the morning. Yeah, I guess you're right. It's like, good God, woman. 
Jaded says Phelps Garage and Junkyard might be a location and ends just saying that's what the tow truck was. Okay. That'd be hilarious. I would love two and two together. I would love to see that despite uh uh one of the one of the mechanics of Phelps Garage died, that it's still surviving. Yeah. Rosalia says, was Jamie Lee the only one who was actually a teenager? I believe so. I think I'm I'm pretty sure that is correct. Look how slow he's driving by, too. Like, you can even see him, like, watching her through the window. I love how they assume that's Devon Graham. <laughs> I, it, w- could you imagine if he would have leaned out the window, he'd be like, what'd you say to me, bitch? Like, <laughs> what, what'd you just say? And that's how 70 serial killers begin. <laughs> 10 people watching, guys. By the way, we are at speed kills. Well, just past oh, just past that point in the film. She said, I hate a guy in a car with no sense of humor. It's a very uh, descriptive. I know, right? Like that's individual. a very that's a very interesting thing to say. You know, De- and Deborah Hill mo- wrote most of the dialogue for these scenes, like with with them, because I mean, Deborah Hill was a, a younger woman, and she, you know, obviously got the way that teenage girls would be talking to each other and the things that teenage girls would care about. You know, yeah. And I gotta say, like, even with the like, we joke about the fake leaves and stuff, but like. I, I got to tell you, it, it does, it gives you the, the Halloween feeling. You know what I mean? It really does. Like, I, I feel fall. I feel, I'm also drinking fall tea and stuff right now, too. But, like, it feels, it, it feels like fall. You know, it feels like the autumn season, the Halloween season. Could have used some more Halloween decorations, though. I'll, I'll, I'll give it that. Could have used more of those. I would freak out. I'd lose my shit. I would be in the opposite direction, running away. Yeah. I think Nancy Loomis, who plays Annie, was, I think she was like 23 or 24. Maybe she was even like 25 when this, when they filmed this. Like, she was older at this point. The balls of this woman. (laughs) Right? Thirty-one days of horror says I think she was seventeen at the time of seventy-eight, but I think Halloween ends is the end game, bringing back Avengers End Game vibes. I hope so, man. I, I really listen. I have a lot of hope for Halloween ends, and and it's a little bit. I feel differently about it than I did with Halloween Kills. Halloween Kills, I had so many like I so many different expectations walking into it, and when it didn't live up to every single one, I think I felt a little bit disappointed by it. But with ends. I'm trying to still like I like that BTS feature came out. Yeah. And I still I still I haven't watched it. And I'm like, you know what? I don't really want to. I don't want to see everything. And the fact that I'm going in more open, I think kind of makes me feel a little bit better about 
the whole the whole thing. Like I'm okay yeah. with it being a little, you know. Is that a fake leaf on her hair right there? Probably. Probably. Here's I don't know. This is weird. <laughs> Excuse me, Laurie. I uh, I we are we touched skin. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know it wasn't meant to be creepy. It just comes across as very like oh, hello, ma'am. Like oh. You, we bumped into each other. I saw you jiggle. Like, it's just, it's very strange. And suddenly also, it's wet. What sheriff gets off at like three o'clock in the afternoon? Explain to me that. Apparently Brackett does. Yeah. Tim87 says, haha, I'm remembering the, uh, on the last commentary for 78 slash 18, when Miguel could not accept that Jamie Lee was not 26 in this movie. <laughs> that she was actually... Do you do, do you think she doesn't look 17? Who? Jamie Lee Curtis. She is 17 right there. Hell no. She is 17 years old. She no. is technically still a minor. I guess that explains why she didn't get like most of the, like the you know like the you know NFSW uh uh type of scenes. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. She does look older though. Like she she just she does. Bro, again, if I saw that for the fourth fucking time, <laughs> the fourth fucking time, I would be raising a lot right? of red flags. And, and she all just she does throws is the, shut window the window down. She yeah. just throws the window down, and she's like, huh. Oh. And she just moves on with what she's doing. You know what I mean? You need to use that Annabelle doll on him, man. Like, if ah! I put between if I put between two entities, I'm going with Annabelle doll against Michael. It's me, Melly. <laughs> what? What was that? Call him. No. Oh. No, it was Annie. Argent Wolverine 90. What's going on, man? She has a vibe of maturity. She does. She seems to, she does seem more mature than the other ones. But I think that kind of goes, you know, it's interesting. Like that even brings up uh, an interesting point. Like so many people credit Halloween with um with being the film that kind of sets up the trope of if you do drugs or have sex, you die. And if you don't, you survive. But like John Carpenter has said, like he he said, I know he said before, like he was like, that was never the goal. Like I, I never meant to say that, you know what I mean? Like that wasn't like some subtext that was supposed to be in there. Like it just, it just kind of happened that way because it made sense for the characters. Mm -hmm. I wonder how they made the leaves roll. Like if they had like naturally did that or if, there's like little nets, you know, kind of how like they used to do the lottery with a bunch of like balls, like and they like roll it around. That's kind of the same way. They have the same contraption, and then they like open it up a little bit, which gives the vibes of like leaves naturally going in the wind. And that was just so out of my ass. And I hope I'm you right can, on that. You can go sit on that stool right there where she is. Is that Michael behind her? You can put your butt cheeks in the same exact place that Jamie Lee Curtis put her butt cheeks for. Is that Michael years behind ago. her? No. I'm gonna start saying that every single scene I see her. Jamie Lee Curtis's butt is cheeks. That, is that Michael, Michael behind, behind her? 
<laughs> and let's be real. This is listen. This is it. Listen. Here's the thing. She wasn't perfect. She smokes weed in the car with Annie. Like she did do drugs. She smoked weed in the car with Annie. Like right now. You know what I mean? So it's like I I don't know. Jaden, another says, subtext. We uh, weed is not a bad drug. Fair, but uh, Jada says smoke meth and get stabbed. Don't worry about stroking or having a heart attack. <laughs> Rosalia says, and Annie looked like she was in her thirties. I really think she was. Like I think Nancy Loomis was like twenty five at the time they filmed this. Okay, yeah. look at the trees in the background. Like oh, as they're, I'm say this as right they're now. walking, look. Pause. There's no way he's able to button up that jean jacket. There's no way in hell he's buttoning that thing up. <laughs> what, he's got this medium thing going on? Yeah, that's a high key. That's a straight up medium. Look medium. at the trees. That's a palm tree. That's a tropical tree. Everybody always wants a, a movie about Charlie Bowles, about the story that the 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 grave tender was just telling. And I, like, I I don't know. I've always thought that was strange. Like, why? Like, what? Like, what purpose? I love there's there are two leaves on the ground right now. <laughs> Somebody really just went. It's good. <laughs> Judas Priest. <laughs> Loomis has got to be hot. Me. <laughs> I love Lori's acting on her smoking weed. <laughs> <laughs> dank. Look, look at the way he... Michael speeds around the corner like, whoa, thought you almost got away from me for a minute. Holy crap. <laughs> like, he comes like he's been going like 40 miles an hour around the neighborhood trying to figure out where she went. Tim87 says, what, no Colt 45 tonight, Miguel? What are you drinking? I've got some Voodoo Ranger Atomic Pumpkin for the occasion. That sounds awesome. I need to get me some of that. If you can see it, Gumball, Gumball Head. It's a, uh... what brand is it? Shit, I don't even know. This is, it's Three Floyds, I think. Yes? Mm, I've never had that one. I've actually been, I need to do a liquor store run. I, I really want to try that, um, that Angry Orchard Hardcore. It's supposed to be like black cherry and um, and like apple. It's like 8.5%. It's like 8.5% mm -hmm. alcohol or something. It's supposed to be really good. Yeah. I want to try it. Oh, hello, Laurie. <laughs> He his face looks like a raw ribeye steak. I don't know. It just looks That's it just looks weird to me. Strangest thing I think you've ever said. <laughs> you can't teenage girls, you can't win with them. No. Loomis is introduce himself to 
Why a deputy, though? You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's so funny that Michael drives right by Loomis and looks at him like... He's like, he looks oh, at shit. him like... Eh, I don't know. It's like he's when like, you skip, uh, skip school and you see... Like when you skip school and you see your parents like yeah. out and about and you're like, oh, fuck. He's like, oh, crap, dad's here. Yeah. For real, though, her car is pretty sick. Bro, they've been smoking since uh, from daylight to sunset. Yeah. They ought to be stoned out of their mind. You know what cracks me up, though, is we go from sunset to nighttime in, like, literally one shot. You know yeah. what I mean? False. Argent Wolverine ninety says, "I think she, I think she going up to the Myers house has a lot to do with it." Yeah, it could have just been that. I mean, it, it that's the thing is like it could have been as simple as the fact that he saw her first, and that's why. Like that's why it's her. Mm -hmm. That that's that's it. You know. Jaded says, "Theory: the Charlie Bulls incident is what triggered the evil in Haddonfield that took over Myers as a kid." I don't like that. I just don't. <laughs> I think it's I, I don't like that at all. I don't want it to be connected to anything. I don't want there to be a defined evil that took hold of him. Like, I don't know. I think that's strange. Watch. We're about to go from daylight to pitch black. Pitch and it's black. not it's not like it like the sun just went down. Well, here, this is like hold on. it's like 1145 at night dark. Let me let me ask you something. Then. You say you want like an anthology series of Halloween. Why not? Why not do like a, an anthology series and start off with like Charlie Bowles and then you know state that like Haddonfield is just you, plagued you with could. like uh, a certain evil that just happens in Haddonfield. You know what I mean? Kind of like a you Silence could. of the Lambs kind of thing, where where Loomis just has to like keep finding all of these uh, crazy people from that come in and about of uh, Haddonfield. I agree. Michael Killing for no reason is better in my opinion. I, I completely agree with that. Yeah. Rosalia says, when did Michael learn how to drive? I don't know. I I think maybe... Did they have Driving for Dummies back then? <sighs> I seriously doubt he was reading Driving for Dummies. Well, he, he reads serving out his prison sentence. I don't know. Can he read? Does he poop? Does he read? All the burning questions about one of film's most iconic villains right up oh, he has all of his fingers in that scene <laughs> we know it's not Corey. yeah i forget who it was um i don't know if it was barry from wolfman's got nards i forget who it was but somebody posted on twitter the other day and they were like Michael Myers was 21 in the original Halloween. Corey is 21 in Halloween Ends. I'm just saying. Shut the fuck up. I, I know. I was like, I swear. We better not be doing that. Like, stay away from that. I don't mind if Corey's a copycat killer, but we better stay like, to, far to away from that. story with Corey being yeah. Michael? Nope. 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 No, thanks. We got a dog in here. Good God, he ate a dog. Still warm. <laughs> what? 
What do you say about a dead dog like that? A skunk. Bracket thinks a skunk killed and ate a dog. Well, let's he think is a about deputy that after all. I mean, he's not the smartest if you're a deputy. No, I'm kidding. Kidding on all law enforcement. Trent, don't listen to what he's saying. Trent is our NSA agent that listens in on our show, by the way. Yes. We've accepted we're him. We're totally kidding. Right, Trent? When we... <laughs> When we, whenever we start doing shirts, dude, I swear to God, I want one that just be like, I hope you're listening, Trent, or something like that. Just to keep fucking with them. It needs to be like, like the I Heart New York shirts, but it needs to be, we I love you, Trent. Trent. We love, yeah. Uh, yeah, I love Trent, or we love Trent. Let's stop yeah, yeah. the podcast. Well, goddamn. I love how he pulled out his Glock. Without <laughs> <laughs> the permit, like, don't arrest me. Like, I've, I've, I've got what I need, you know. There it is. We had to stay quiet and listen for that entire We did. We did. We did. And there is the speech that inspired the title of this show. Yep. There it be. It's one of the best scenes in horror, man. It's one of the best scenes. Listen, Rosalia has it right. Loomis is the Van Helsing of Halloween. 100%. 100%. Argent says he definitely reminds me of uh, Professor Abraham Van Helsing. Yes. 100%. 100%. I completely agree. The mod Yeah, J did Trent. J did Trent. It's a joke. Trent is our, our. We joke that we have an NSA agent that is assigned to us and assigned to the channel. And every time, yeah, every time we say, yeah, Trent, I, we know you're listening, buddy. <laughs> we just, it's a joke. He's, he's always going to, like, I don't know. He's always going to come get us something. Just a joke. Inside joke more than anything. 31 days of horror okay for everybody to chat including miguel and brad who are you team michael or team Lori? in halloween ends uh jaded says he's team allison rosalia says she's team Lori. um argent wolverine says 50 50 here i for me i think both of them are going to put up a hell of a fight but i'm kind of team neither i think both of them should die I do. Okay. I don't know if they'll bullshit. do that. Give us a team. I think both of them should die. If I had to pick one, I think I'm team Lori. I'm I'm team uh, I'm team dog. 
whatever this dog is. Buster? Yeah, Buster. No, I'm secretly team Michael, guys. No, not Buster. Lester, that's his name. Lester. Yeah. Look at that exposed brick. I like that. That actually looks pretty nice. Dan Tramer. Oh my god, rewatching this for a second time, I'm starting to realize that's the first name drop for him. Yeah. <laughs> JD says, hides my entire drug stash. Okay, Trent. <laughs> So wasn't there a theory that uh, Lori's daughter is is like is like because that is Lori a killer and shot. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but that is that is like a quintessential shot for me. <clears throat> Anyways, what were you saying? I'm sorry. Go on. I was saying is is uh is the reason why Lori has a daughter is because of. Lori and Ben Tramer's relationship? Is that what we, they're we saying? We do not know who Karen's father is. Well, that's the thing because, like, there's no way that could be the case because that's, like, the first time you hear the name drop, and the next time you hear it was in Halloween 2 when he blows up? Yes, but they also... Hawkins it's... made a joke about it in Halloween Kills. Oh uh, yeah, a, yeah. He made a joke about it when they were in the hospital, but also who just automatically gets you're, undressed? You're babysitting like babysitting. an eight year old, and you spill something on yourself, and you strip almost completely naked. Like, are you kidding me right now? The breathing's <laughs> off. <laughs> Jade had said brackets that baby's daddy. First oh. off, you. Uh, oh, excuse me, Laurie. <laughs> poor poor Lester. Poor, poor Lester. Lester. I love how Michael just turns. He, he's just like, hey. <laughs> poor guy, though. That is not the sound of a hot date. That's the sound of a dog dying. Poor Lester. I hate the fact that it you could see it go limp. I know. I wonder how they filmed that. What? The dog's legs going limp. Let's not let's not figure that out. <laughs> I've always wondered that. Howard Hawks production. They're watching the thing, another John Carpenter reference. John Carpenter referencing himself in his own movie. Don't you love it? Argent Wolverine 90 says Michael hates and kills anything and everybody equally. That I I think that true. I I I think that true. I think that is true. I, I agree with you.
This is the most acting I've seen Laurie do since the beginning of this film. What do you mean? Like, actually, like, seeing her face and, and like, acting. You know what I mean? Everything else is just her staring off into space and making oh, uh, side I, yeah, comments. You. you know what I mean? I got you. Yeah. This is where uh, $1,800 came out of. The stalking scenes is when it gets creepy, you know what I mean? Like, it is definitely a creepy, weird feeling. There's another, about to be another one of my favorite shots from the from the film. Um, coming up here in just a minute. Where is it at? Uh, come on, where is it? Agent Wolverine 90? That! I swear, I, yeah. That's a good shot. Mm -hmm. That's a really the tied, cool shot. The giant box of know, right? tied cereal. <laughs> That's what it looks like. That's awesome. What a cool shot, man. Jaded says, a string attached to the legs of the... Oh, a string attached to the legs of the dummy dog. Nick Castle releases the string slowly to make it look like it goes limp. Interesting. That was a lot of powder. Yeah. Uh, Argent Wolverine says, I remember the uproar over the deaths of the firefighters and the gay couple last year. Yeah, people people got way too bent out of shape about all of that. It, and it, hey, I mean, Michael, it, don't it's, discriminate. It's a movie. It let's be I mean it's just a movie. Dude, we're we need to do a season of purely insane. Once we finish Elm Street. Um, once we do our zombie season, once we do the Fridays, we need to do a, um, there's another good one, man. Cocking his head sideways. Um, we need to do the John Carpenter films, like a whole season, just like nothing but John Carpenter films. That sounds That'd like be a awesome. lot. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Rosalia says everyone dies equally. Arjun says he kills everyone equally. He does. All about equality. <laughs> she hangs up. She hangs up. Okay. <laughs> Jaded says Michael kills a boy at 18 and not a word kills the firefighters and kills and holy shit. <laughs> that is true. He straight up killed a kid in 18 and nobody batted an eye. <laughs> what'd she say? I was, what'd she say? She's now promise you won't tell anyone about this. Oh, and the first thing she does is she, she goes and tells Paul on the phone. It's literally the very first thing that Andy does when she walks away. 
<laughs> what a savage. Hurt me right now. Holy shit, bro. I can kind of hear your audio and it's perfectly synced. Huh? What'd you say? I can hear I can hear some of your audio, so yeah. be careful on that end. But like it's perfectly synced. I'm told you I'm good. I told you we'd Damn. get it figured out. I really wasn't worried. I knew we'd get it figured out. And start doing them. Turn off the lights. When the lights go down in the city. She got a crush. I love that she's just like plainly walking out on the streets and just a button down white shirt. That's what I was about to say. Let's like actually think about the fact that Annie is in long yellow socks, a white shirt with no bra. And her granny panties, just like, just hanging out, like, for the world to see. Yeah. What did the TV say? I don't remember. Couldn't hear it. Listen, you know one of those fil- one of those scenes. It showed Lori and Allison and Lindsay, and Lori's holding a pumpkin, like, and it's like the exact same carved pumpkin from the original. And I'm like, but they look like they're smiling at somebody, and I'm like, okay, who are they smiling at? Like, who who is Lori carving a pumpkin for? And ends like Allison, but Allison is standing there next to her. It's like Lori. Oh, shoot. Lori's in the middle and Allison is on one end and Lindsay is on the other end. And it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's a callback is what it is. It's a callback to this when she's carving and they, the three of them walk out of the kitchen and she's holding the jack-o'-lantern, but you know. Oh, Paul, I give you all. Of my body, I'll let you squeeze me like a sponge. <laughs> I know that's not what she says. Uh, 31 Days of Horror says, I think Lori and Michael should just kill each other by fighting it out. I'd be fine with that. that I'm, I'm saying, I think, I think it literally like the writing is on the wall. I think at this point, like legit, I mean, she says in Halloween Kills. I'll take he'll take my head as I take his. She says in the new TV spot, maybe in order, like maybe for him to die, I have to die too. Like it's right there. Like I literally feel like it's there. Like the writing is on the walls now. 
Jaded says Paul must have had those big D vibes. <laughs> you better believe it. She did not even put the key in there to unlock Listen, it. Listen, red alert. Yeah. Red alert. It's all hot and steamy in there. Like somebody's been like Jack and Rose making love in Titanic. Michael must have been in there for a hot minute too. Oh yeah. Look how hot it is. I like how he lets her struggle for a minute before he goes in for the kill. He's like, this is fun. This is a good time. I'm enjoying this. I should have escaped from prison years ago. Like, <laughs> It didn't even show any blood. No, it didn't. There, that's another thing about Halloween is there is a... Why did, she, why did she close her eyes and open it back up? She was like... There is a shocking, shockingly little amount of gore in this movie. Like nothing. Like literally almost nothing. <laughs> Jaded says, anybody else think Michael suffers from undiagnosed asthma? Bro, for real, though, every time we hear him, he's like. <sighs> Sounds okay, like I... he's smoked since he was four. I definitely would have noticed him getting up. I know, right? Again, iconic. I wonder if they did anything specific with the blue lighting or if like all that blue lighting that the hat that is on the houses, I wonder if they did anything specific with that or if, um, or if that was just natural, like was that natural moonlight coming in or was that lit with like external lighting or something like that or like additional lighting? I don't know. Jay did minor feedback in audio. Are you like, are you hearing? That was me. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It was like a... uh, I, I was trying to see what's going on. Okay, I didn't hear anything, so. That's a great shot of the Myers house, too. So cool. Yeah, Rosalia, the atmosphere, man. Like, that's what made this movie so scary. The combination of the way it looked... <laughs> You know, the, the, the blue lighting with the moon, the, the way it looks dark, uh, the leaves kind of, they did do a good job for it mostly being fake leaves. They got like the rustling, like that blowing sensation down the, you know, <sighs> get your ass away from there. <laughs> did he say get your ass away from there? Yeah, he said, hey, Lonnie. Get your ass away from there. He was trying to scare that him. lingo. I did not know it was a thing back yeah. then. Well, 
anyways, like the that blue bracket, lighting, and, and then the... brackets like, uh, I guess we're not gonna talk about what you just did there. I know, right? And he pulls out that revolver. Um, but it's just there. There's something about it about the atmosphere of this film that just feels amazing. It, it just it feels so. I'm yawning. I can't even find the words. No, it just it feels so creepy and. I don't know. It's just, it's got a feeling unlike many other films, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jay did says Carpenter was always the master of atmospheric mood setting in his films. That I, I agree. I really do. Christine feels very, and, and they're all unique to each other too. Like, that's what's interesting. You know, if you look at In the Mouth of Madness or um, if you look at, uh, uh, you know, Assault on Precinct 13, The Fog. Like they all feel very unique. Um, the thing, yeah, Rosalie, exactly. Like they all, they all feel unique from each other. But I don't know. Halloween is just like there's something, there's something very special about the atmosphere and the vibe you get after watching this movie. That's just it, it's like you can't beat it, you know. And it's something that so many other films, I I think, like Jaws is the same way. Jaws, you just get a certain vibe from it. Uh, that so many other films can never really encapsulate in the same way. Are you good headphone wise, Miguel? I see you shuffling a little bit. I hope I am. Every day I'm shuffling. And you know, somebody who was it? Um, let me see. Um, yeah, Argent Wolverine said uh, he mentioned the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Hundred percent, dude. TCM is the same way. When you like at the beginning of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, when when it opens on the the cemetery, and it's that like you can almost feel that dry ass desert heat. Like it, yeah. Like it just it feels so unique and it's they did such a good job of making you feel like you were in that world and this is the same way like even though they're in california they did such a good job of making you feel like you could almost feel that cool breeze with the leaves blowing and the atmosphere kind of changing and it being that fall autumn vibe and it's it's really cool man and yeah jay did i agree prince of darkness underrated af and atmosphere and feeling 100 percent Why is the sex so awkward in this movie, though? It really is. Bro, they're teenagers, man. Sex is always awkward. Michael says, what's going on in my pants right now? (laughs) (laughs) That right here. This is basically what that image from ends was supposed to encapsulate and the pumpkin literally looks the same also that's a really ugly pumpkin i gotta say i'm sorry but it's really really ugly it's too small like what like why even carve it the eye holes are like this big like why are you being so critical on people cutting pumpkins man i don't know i actually bought You're one of those today. snobs like oh i, I bought a the mona lisa adam pumpkin <laughs> i bought a really cool one today check this one out look Look, I bought that one today. It's pretty cool. What the fuck is that? I know. I call it my Stranger Things pumpkin. It looks like it's out of the Upside Down or something. Good God. It's cool looking. I dig it. 
I saw it and I was like, we were in we were in Kroger and I looked at Julia. I said, I'm buying that. And she was like, what? I said, I'm buying that. They had a whole bunch of them. I swear to God, that farmer was probably like, oh, my God, my crops are ruined. I'm not going to make it. <laughs> and then, and then like, I come along and I'm like, these are cool. <laughs> Thirty-one days of horses. I honestly don't hate the trilogies of David Gordon Green's Halloween. I like them by far. I like the first two. I will like the third one. I'm not a hater. I just like what I see on screen. I agree, man. I, I think they've done a good job. Are they perfect? Hell no. But name me a movie other than this one from this franchise that's that's perfect from any franchise. I've said yeah. You know name, what I mean? Name a franchise revival that didn't really that hit the mark just as much as Halloween did. The only I, I'll. If we're talking horror franchises, this is a horror show. So, I mean, I, we'll, we'll, we'll say that. You're in, first of all, pause. You're in somebody else's bedroom. You're going to leave beer cans, which you know they left beer in those cans because they're not worried about drinking the beer. They just want to get in bed. They're, you're leaving beer cans everywhere. You've thrown your clothes all over the place. You're, you're getting busy in some random person's bed with a pumpkin with a candle in it next to the bed. Fire hazard, fire hazard, fire hazard. Just saying. Anyways, back to my point. Um, Friday the 13th is really the only uh, really the only horror franchise that I feel like um, I actually genuinely like some of the sequels better than I like the original. But... You know what's funny is Dennis Quaid was dating PJ Souls at the time, and Dennis Quaid was really pissed about this scene. I love that. Like he was actually like really unhappy, but they did this nipple. Dennis Quaid can get over it. Argent <laughs> <laughs> Wolverine says movies. James <laughs> James Hugh Courtney did a really good job as an older Michael Myers. I agree. He did great. Did I she just... said she was about to, she was about to took up twice the amount of. But she took a drag from both of them, didn't she? At she first, did. <laughs> Whatever you do, do not get dressed. <laughs> <laughs> Jaden says little known fact Randy Quaid was dating Donald Pleasance around this time as well <laughs> uh, dude listen so I think Dennis Quaid is fine but Randy Quaid has like gone off the deep end like he's like a psycho now Dennis Quaid kind of has to I'll say that has he though? Just a little bit. Again, one of the better one of the better scenes in the film. Oh. 
It looks like we're going to get a nod to Bob's death, too, and ends. <clears throat> so cool, man. Such a cool death scene. And the, the cool thing about it is you don't really see it because it's so cloaked in darkness, you know? Yeah. Mm. So good. So good. So good. How about Who you? Who plays Bob? Bum, 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 bum. Um, his name was John Michael Graham. Just stare at it. Admire your art, my man. I know, right? And I don't think if I remember correctly, Nick Castle, like, they were just like they did that head turn thing on a whim. They were just like, hey, cock your head. And he's like, what the hell are you talking about? And they were like, just cock your head. Like, do something weird. Tim 87. Yeah, that's right. Quaid watched. So Dennis Quaid watched this in the theater with PJ Souls. And when this scene came on screen, some guys in front of them were commenting. And Dennis Quaid asked Souls if she wanted him to handle that or something like that. Like, he was like, all like, oh, what did you, I'm this, my woman, like, whatever, you know. This my woman. What did she? What did she say? She said, "Can I get your ghost, Bob?" Did we miss see anything you like? Did we miss that already? I Do what? My phone. Did we see? I, I guess we must have missed it. Miguel was too enamored. Uh, did I said? Did we miss the see anything you like scene? Yeah, we did. Dang it! Oh, there's another one. Bottom. It's the, it's the, oh, they're probably having sex. <laughs> That's a killer shot. Oh, how ironic. Too. Yeah. Ugh. You know, on Sean Clark's uh, YouTube channel, Malfunction, uh, Tommy Lee Wallace actually, Sean got Tommy Lee Wallace to take a Kirk, like an old Kirk mask. And convert it into like follow the same steps he did for the original one because they were between like three. Like, I think one of them was a clown, another one was like a monster mask, and then there was the Kirk mask. And they, but they, they, they wanted to like do something, like beef it up a little bit, do something to it. So, there, but there's a video of Tommy Louis Wallace doing exactly what he did to that original Kirk mask in 78. And basically, like, he literally just cut the eye holes out a little bit bigger and then. Um, 
like he cut the eye holes out a little bit bigger. He ripped the sideburns off. He spray painted some like jet black in the hair. And then he painted the rest of the mask white. And that was pretty much it. And he, it, it's funny because people are like, you know, people, so many people are like, the mask is so iconic. The mask is what makes this movie and makes it so creepy. And Tom Lee Wallace was like, yeah, we just kind of did it on a whim in like 20 or 30 minutes. And that was just it. <laughs> like, it's just like, the stuff that people are so like, oh, that's so amazing. They're, John Carpenter and the, the rest of the cast and crew were just like, yeah, we just decided to do it at last minute because we thought it looked cool. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it yeah. just it's funny the way stuff like that, like, works out. I think that's I think it's funny. It's like and whenever it's like if you guys have seen Get Out, I remember like there were so many people trying to like uh, like investigate the entire movie and like analyze it and whatnot. And when it came to that scene, if you guys know what I'm talking about, where like the brother was like playing like the fucking ukulele or something like that. And it was like some weird little uh, tune. Everyone was like trying to say, oh, it's this tune from this so-and-so composer and it's supposed to represent blah, 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 blah. And uh, Jordan Peele is like, I just told the guy, just play a couple of notes and <laughs> make it sound creepy. It's like, it's just you know. funny. It, it's that thing. And I think I, I'm not saying this. To That's why I don't I... take movies that much to heart. Knowing that the process of making the mask was literally 20 minutes, and the and the reason why Jordan Peele asked old boy to play the the ukulele like that, it's like it it's just it's just like just to make it sound cool. That's it. Yeah. Like it was like, oh, this yeah. would be dope. It's just funny. Like I, I'm not, I don't say it to make fun of it. Like I think this is really cool. But the whole thought of like you know people look at John Carpenter, they're like you know you you must have really put a lot of thought into that mask, right? And he's just like. I, no, not at all. <laughs> like, yeah. like we didn't really barely put any thought into it. We just did it, and it was like, "Hey, that's kind of cool. Let's go. Let's roll with it." You know, I think yeah. stuff like that is funny. But <clears throat> yeah, Rosalie, a hundred percent. So simple yet so effective. That's that. Listen, that statement right there sums up this entire movie for me. So simple, but so effective in every single thing that it does. And I think mm -hmm. that's why it's effective. It doesn't try to do something wild and crazy. It's just. It's a guy in a mask who kills people. That's it. It's good versus evil. That's literally all it is. There's nothing more. There's nothing less. And it works. J-Dead said things would have been so different if they had used a Spock mask. <laughs> Fair. Is that pumpkin already turning? What do no, you mean turning? Not. It just that small. Like, like Yeah, it's, getting, it's getting like, like awkward. Rotten. It looks like smushed. Yeah. Yeah. 31 Days of Horror says, I think nobody should disrespect Michael Myers for ordering him to get a beer. Yeah. You you want me to get a beer? <laughs> this is where she starts to get... You know, she's been... I don't know. She, she was she's nervous. Starting catch, she's starting to catch things. You know what I mean? Yeah, she was nervous earlier when they were being followed, but I think they kind of calmed her down and they were like, just shut up and enjoy your evening. Like, it's not like it's just people messing with us because it's Halloween and that's what people do. But like, this is the point where she starts to be like, okay, something's up. Like, something's weird and not like something's wrong here, you know? Yeah. I also think it's interesting 
to think about the fact that so this is where like to right to Lori's right side, our left side of the screen is where he bursted out of the closet and hung Bob up on the wall. And during this time that Lori puts the kids to bed and walks across the street with the keys, um, Michael took all of them. And that's when he like became his like Vincent Van Gogh self and like hung the bodies and did all the weird stuff. His, his little artsy stuff with him, you know? Yeah. What are you trying to scare? Yeah, that was a terrible, she wouldn't have scared anybody. No. It's the it's the quiet. What Jade is saying right now, the music, the change in music is so great. It's the silent right here that that's yeah. so eerie. It's like the calm before the storm, the storm kind of thing. Like it doesn't yeah. take some really dark, ominous. It's just like it's calm, and you're almost like it's it's like you. It makes you question like your your safety in in that moment you know what i mean it's like mm-hmm. uh or like what's it what is this like what's going on yeah Another thing, and I know this is talked about a lot, but another thing that makes this movie so great is the fact that they used that Panaglide stuff where it just it's just like a fluid. It's just like you it, it's it it puts you in the moment like you are the one walking through like this, like this right here, like you are the one walking through the house like it it, it adds another level of like intimacy into intimacy to intimacy and in, <laughs> get you into it, it, Macy's. Yeah. Um, their blowout sale before Christmas. <laughs> it really puts you in the uh, in the old scene, though. I always wondered: Did Annie remind him of Judith? You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess so. Like Michael, Michael, like Lori doesn't remind Michael of of. Annie, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know why her eyes are crossed. I always thought that was a little strange. Overacting. (laughs) She's like... One of the best scenes in horror right here. Ugh. The first time her and her aggressor came face to face. That's legendary. This moment, this is the first moment that Laurie Strode and Michael Myers ever come face to face. And we're about to see that end after 44 years. I'm going to (laughs) cry. No, I'm not really. That shuffle down the stairs. He said, you ain't getting away from me. Listen, 
has anybody else thought of this? Like, I listen, I could be dumb. And like, I this might be stupid to some people, but like, I've actually thought to myself, like, is Enz going to make me emotional? Like, mm-hmm. I wonder if I'm going to. Oh, he's going to crown the car. I wonder. <laughs> I wonder if I'm going to feel any like emotion. Has anybody else had that thought? You know what I mean? Like, if Lori and Michael both, let's just say Lori and Michael both die at the end of Halloween Ends. Like, is anybody else going to feel kind of weirdly emotional about the fact that this is over? Why is his hand still through the door? Yeah, Jay did. From this point on, the movies it, it's firing on all cylinders. Like it's 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 perfection from this point. I always thought it was strange that it takes him so long to get around the house, though. Like why? Like why does it take him like eight years to get from the back of the house to the front? Like she knocks on a couple neighbors' doors, stumbles across the street, fools with Tommy about the keys, and throws the plant before we even remotely see him like making his way downtown, walking fast. Making his way downtown, walking fast. J Dead said, I got emotional reading the script. I think the ending is what most of us want. I hope so. I thought you said, I got emo. I was like, okay, fuck <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, he's like, and my chemical romance now. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing that's funny is like Nick Castle was like, John, how do you want me to walk? And John Carpenter was like, I, I don't know. Just walk. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like, I don't, I don't know. Just walk. I, there's not really a certain way I want you to walk. <laughs> Miguel, do you prefer him just being normal? Like what? Like he just, he just walks normally like this. Do you prefer yeah. him just walking completely normal? Or do you prefer yes. the way Dick Warlock portrayed it where he's so slow that it's like, it's almost like I feel like like it worked, but I think Dick Warlock is almost like he almost overdoes it. Like it's almost like he's too aware of the fact that Michael moved a little slower. Yeah. So do you like which version of that do you prefer? I prefer just the fact that he's. I prefer uh, Nick Castle's the, the fact that he's just walking normal, like he's just on a, a mission dude. to go kill someone. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's no there's no sense of taunting at that point. At right. this point, there's no sense in taunting. It's literally just kill the bitch and and go. Yeah. Also, I love the way he drops right here. He's just like, Yeah, right. And I and I'm gonna fall. <laughs> there's no like, oh that hurt, and he kind of stumbles. He's just like she stabbed me and, and down. then I'm out. Down he goes. That's it. Tim87 says, uh, yeah, there will be emotion for sure, Brad. It will be the end of a newer Halloween era, 2018 through 2022. For all those years, fans have been on a high with all of the coverage of new material. Oh, my gosh. That's when I found this whole community, man. We talked about that with Mike and Jay. Like, that's how I found Mike and Jay. Like, that's how I found Dave McRae and uh, Lee McCoy. And, you know, through them, I've branched out and I've found Marvel YouTubers that I like. And Why you know, look at the like, knife? It's I know, right? But like I don't know the not even just I, I don't necessarily just mean this in terms of the horror community. I mean this in terms of like the online movie community 
Halloween 18 is the thing that gave me that, that, that allowed me to find that, you know? So I, I'm, I'm pretty grateful for these last four or five years, you know, when we started getting the rumblings that Halloween 18 was happening. I, I really am. I'm grateful for that. And I'm grateful that we're sitting here doing this now, because listen, if you would have told me when I started listening to Mike and Jay and to all of these other great content creators that, Miguel and I would be sitting here doing the same thing. I would have probably died a little bit inside. Like, but I'm so I'm I'm really grateful that this trilogy happened because I'm really grateful that we're getting to do this. You know, yeah, that we're here, that we're getting that we're getting to watch Lori stumble up the stairs. Rosalia says, I think it will be a relief for Lori's torment in the end. <sighs> Jaded says, Warlock is my fave. I love Warlock too, Jaded, says Tim. But uh, there are things that I like about both, both portrayals. I agree. There are things I like about both. Honestly, look at like, I like the way he walks right here. Right. This is cool. It's very, it's very smooth movement. He just kind of like, he just kind of stumbles on in there. Like, yeah. And he did, I, I don't know. It, it's hard to describe it. Yeah, Argent, that's a good way to describe it. He moves like a cat. He does kind of move like a cat. Very stealthy, very, like, he's nimble and he can get out of there quick, but he's also very, like, stealthy and he takes his time. And It's iconic, man. Like, what is a hanger going to do, my guy? She did get him in the eye. <laughs> he does breathe like a cat, too. So far, it's two and zero oh between Michael and Lori. I just want to let you know that. Right <laughs> what do you now. mean? What do you mean? It's two and zero oh out of the interaction that they had with one another. Lori oh. is currently two and zero oh with Michael. <laughs> Michael ain't shit right now. <laughs> Listen, when he got sent back to prison between uh, between tonight and eighteen, he was like, "Boy, I got to beef up my game." Yeah, like, it was like this seventeen-year-old girl kicked my ass. I gotta, I gotta figure. Like this out. I would say, so far in regards to like in reg in, in regards to like the uh, the score ledger between Michael and Lori, Lori yeah. is like 
as like five <laughs> and five and two between Michael. You know what I mean? Because yeah. Michael has I, put Lori out like twice, and that was in 2018. Yeah. This is where most of her her records came into play because he didn't he done took Michael out like twice. I think and then they've I think got one more time in two. Somebody on YouTube made this whole ending sequence, but with Michael and Lori having health bars at the top. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did the health bar go all the way up at that scene? I don't. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, it's like it, it boosts back up. It's yeah, like in the Hulk right video up. game when he goes into critical mass and it gives you like extra health bar. Yeah. What are you doing? It's so sus. <laughs> I need to stop that. Did you really just use the word sus? I hike he did. Here's Tony Moran's one scene. I totally forgot about the whole Tony Moran scene. Yep. Or in that whole like debacle. Yeah. There's good old Tony. That's a cool shot, too. Six times! I thought it was seven. Did you count? I think so. It he was seven, says wasn't six. It? I think at the beginning of Halloween 2, if I remember correctly, it's been a while since I actually like watched, like really focused on that. But I think, I think he shoots him six in H1. But at the beginning of Halloween 2, you hear seven shots, but he still yells six times to Bracket. Like, he's still yelling, I shot him six times, so. Yeah. That's the that's the thing. That's the quintessential thing about this movie, is when she says it was the boogeyman, and then he says, as a matter of fact, it was. Like, that's, that's it. That sums it up. Bro, hit the health bar, must have jumped whoop, right back up after he got shot. He definitely got extra health bar. And yes, j Dad, I agree with you. His revolver only holds six bullets, but <laughs> I'm pretty sure I heard seven shots. Loomis has got that extended clip. And it's so creative to show all of the locations, too. And it's just still. Like... Where is he? Who knows? And you just hear him. You hear his breathing. You hear his asthma. His asthmatic breathing. So cool. Such a great ending to a film. It's perfect. Then we cut. Halloween. So good, man. So good. So good. So good. How about you? So good, man. Uh, Jaded says not to get me. 
not to get too emotional, but having social anxiety, depression, and other things, the only real time I feel comfortable online is talking about horror movies, Halloween being my favorite. So, yeah, seeing an end uh, will be a big hit on me and a lot of us, in my opinion. I agree, man. Like, that, it, it'll be emotional for a lot of people for different reasons. Like, we all love this movie for different reasons. We all love movies in general for different reasons. And, like, and that's... I don't know, man, that like to even and this is more of a deeper conversation than we're going to get into tonight. But like, that's something that's I think that that's what I love about this community. And that's what I love about being able to do this every week. It's like it's not it's not horror movies or it's not Marvel movies or it's not DC movies or action movies or like it's not a genre. It's 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 the fact that like whether you're reading a book or listening to music or watching a film like storytelling is really important because it makes you feel things. And like, we all go through stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like everybody's yeah. got baggage. Everybody's got stuff that they deal with every day. And like the fact that we can use these not only necessarily as an escape, but that we can use these to stimulate, um, to stimulate emotion and to stimulate thought and things like that. And to have conversations with each other. And I mean, that like, that's what's so special about this community. That's what's so special about movies in general is because like good storytelling matters, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and that's, I don't know that, that, that's something that I, I actually frequently think about is like, at the end of the day, is it a good story? Like, you know, I mean, listen, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I have listened to like I I can listen to movie soundtracks like I cannot listen to Portals from Avengers Endgame without crying without tearing up. I've done it in my car. Like I'll be driving to work or driving somewhere and I will put that Avengers Endgame track on when they all come through the portals at the end and I literally have tears coming down my face. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I'm like 2000% serious. And I've actually gotten that way about Halloween a little bit a couple of times, believe it or not, which seems, I know it's strange. I get it. But like, there have been times where I'm like, I'm slightly oddly emotional. So mm -hmm. um, I think it's going to matter to me, you know, it, it, it definitely will. So in regards to like uh, Halloween, the very first Halloween, how well do you think, uh, how well do you think, 2018 uh, connected well with 1978. Do you think it picked off right from where it ended, or like from, in regards to like the the like the canon aspects of it? Yeah, I, I do. I think Kills feels more in line with it, but I know we're all also partial to Kills because of the flashback. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Anybody's going to say kills feels more like 78 because of the flashback and because of the Myers house. You know what I mean? I think 18 still kind of felt like its own thing. Like, I, I don't know, 18, they all, both, both of them have their own vibe and I know there it's the same continuity and they still, I mean, the, it still makes sense. They still share a vibe too, but like they both feel unique in their own way, you know, mm -hmm. like, and again, we're like, you know, next time, this won't be next week in a couple weeks where we kind of split it up. I know last time, like some of you guys mentioned this last time we watched 78 and 18 back to back on the same night. A, that's a lot. B, we thought it would be cooler and like more chewable if we did it in chunks. So we just finished 78 
In a couple weeks, we're going to watch Halloween 18. And then a couple weeks after that, we're going to watch Kills. And same style as we just did right now. So definitely come back for that uh, if you're new. But um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think... I think it did a pretty good job. I, you know, and, and listen, when I walked out of kills or not kills, when I walked out of 18, the first time I was kind of disappointed because I was like, dude, you got JLC back. And like, that was it. Like that was all you did. But it, it's 18 has kind of been an acquired taste for me. And it's not necessarily. I enjoyed it the first time I saw it. I'm not saying that I didn't because I, honest to God, I, I really did. I enjoyed Halloween 18 the first time I saw it, but um, it just kind of, I don't know, especially the way it ended. It kind of, it took me a little bit to really appreciate what David Gordon Green did with it. Mm-hmm. But the more and more I've watched every single time, I mean, I can, I can honestly say that every single time I have watched Halloween 2018, I have enjoyed it more and more and more every time I've watched it. And I've seen Halloween kills. Let's see. We, I saw it in the theater with you uh, on the Saturday after it opened. I've seen, I, we watched it again after we did our review on HBO max. Um, I watched it once with Julia a couple months ago. And then, so this will, so when we do our, our watch along in October, I think it's the, I want to say it's the week before ends releases um, like that Tuesday, not the Tuesday, the week of, but the Tuesday prior. So like, so the, the full week before the release of Halloween ends is when our killed. I'll have to look at the schedule again watch along is just like we did right now but so that'll be the fourth time i've seen kills and i i've even enjoyed kills a little bit more every single time i i was disappointed in kills when we walked out like even if you go back and i'm watch gonna that enjoy video, kills next time we watch i'm not gonna i lie. know it I'm and it's been it. fun like i've looked at it and i'm like you know what this is a fun movie like it really is like honestly i, I mean the dial i do think the dialogue is kind of dumb there are some moments of dialogue cheesy, I'm yeah. like, that's it's really, really cheesy stupid. It's what like, it is. It, like it could have been cool, and you just dropped the ball, and it was not. Yeah. It, it wasn't. But, um. But yeah, man. I've. I don't even know how I got off on that comment. I. I really don't. <laughs> at all. But um. But yeah, man. I, I'm. It's. I think it's gonna be a big hit on everybody. So, uh, Tim eighty seven. That's cool, man. I'm glad you're doing something. Out. You guys seem super chill, and it's gonna be fun to t- uh fun to tune through all of your Halloween commentaries this season. Thanks, man. It, it's gonna be a good time. We yeah, keep checking um, us out, man. We we definitely so we're gonna do the obviously we're gonna do watch alongs of we just did H seventy eight. We're gonna do eighteen. We're gonna do kills. But in terms of Halloween commentaries, we we have never done so when we were when we started this purely and simply evil show. And we started working through the Halloween franchise. We skipped over Halloween three because I wanted to get Miguel in on the rest of the actual Michael Myers films. So we skipped Halloween three and we also skipped the producer's cut of Halloween six. So we are going to hit the producer's cut of H six and Halloween three this year too, um, which is going to be kind of cool. And we have other stuff going on. I mean, we have, believe me, that's, that's the tip of the iceberg in terms of like the content we have um, planned for this thing. But um, that's a little kind of just a little tidbit of what's to come with the actual like commentary content. Um, I will say next week, listen, 
next week is going to be fun too because um, I think this is on Tuesday. Don't take my word for it. I'll schedule it sometime tomorrow, so be on the lookout for that. But next week, take a guess at what we're revisiting, my friends. We are going to finally revisit Rob Zombie's Halloween 1 and Halloween 2. And it's going to be a good time. So we will do that kind of in the same style as what we did tonight. Where Hey guys, welcome back to Let's Talk Movies. That was the nastiest. I, I have my volume up in my headphones and I want you to know I I, I tasted that through these headphones. That was <laughs> anyways. Like, uh, you remember you remember our first stream? It was like that was like our first commentary too, uh, man. Gross. Rob oh Bobby, yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And that was like yeah. the very first thing I did. Right. Well, okay, so here's the deal. We we do have commentaries of Rob Zombie's H1 and H2. They were like two mm. of the first commentaries we ever did. But we talked about them so early on when we still had no idea what we were doing when we started the channel that we were like, "Uh, we need to revisit those and give them a proper purely and simply because the the goal with the purely oh, and simply evil yeah. show was to be able to take deep dives into horror movies. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be kind of the same thing. And usually like 90% of the time we'll uh, we'll just talk about the film and we will, we'll, we will literally sit here and just deep dive into a movie for two hours. But with uh, both Rob Zombie's H1 and we are also doing Rob Zombie's H2, which I think is going to be an absolute blast. Um, we're going to do those kind of in the same style as we did tonight. They'll, they'll probably be longer shows because um, we, we will talk about it a little bit and we'll also do like a watch along type style. So, um, but those will be fun. We're going to, we're going to revisit those. Um, they'll be cool. Yeah. <laughs> Jaded says he'll have to be extra high for Rob Zombie's Halloween revisit. <laughs> he also says, hit that like button or Miguel shaves the stash. Uh, don't oh yeah shave, that's don't not going away anytime soon my man don't shave the stash please don't do that uh p rich says hey brad nice shirt what's going on man nice to have you here buddy we just finished watching halloween we're, we're kind of starting to wrap up a little bit but i am going to go through um there's a lot of uh, of comments in the chat that i haven't gotten a chance to go through just yet so that's a little tease uh next week rob zombies halloween and rob zombies halloween 2 uh but that is what we are revisiting first off um to continue our Oktoberfest celebration. And again, those are just a few of the things we have planned. We have a lot more um, scattered throughout the season as well. But uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, Argent Wolverine 90 says, older Michael without the mask looks creepier to me. I agree. He does look creepy. There's something about James Jude Courtney, like even when he's not wearing the mask, like – there's a scene in Kills after Karen when 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 he goes to stab Allison and she grabs his hand or whatever and she's like do it and she's like taunting him or whatever and he kind of like turns his head and Karen stabs him when she takes the mask off of him and he stands up he kind of like when he turns and looks at her he gives her just this like like the way he kind of like turns his head and looks at her I was like that's weird and he's not even wearing the mask and mm -hmm. it's still like equally as creepy you know what i mean yeah I think that's kind of I, I don't know i think that's really really interesting so uh 31 days of horse says i think it's going to make me cry because this is the final chapter of michael and Lori's saga i agree and, and i couldn't I think, agree more in regards to that yeah 
I hope that when we do return to Halloween, because I mean, let's be honest, it, we're going to return to Halloween. Like we're going to, it's going to happen. My hope is that when we do, um, I, th- I think we're at a point where we can maybe leave the Lori storyline behind a little bit and do something new and different with it. Um, I actually, and I've kind of teased this before and I, Miguel, I don't even really got to talk to you all about this. Um, I, I am in the process of writing my own like treatment kind of thing for what I would like to see from a Halloween reimagining as much as I hate it. I think I'm going to hold that off until next Halloween to actually make that video and do that because a, I don't think I'm going to have time to make it what it, what I want it to be for, for this October fest and B I want to flesh it out a little bit more. So by the time that's done, it won't be a script. I'm not actually writing a script, but I, I want it to be a little bit more fleshed out than it is. So, so I, I don't think I'm gonna. I don't think that'll make it for, for this, uh, for this Oktoberfest season. But that's fine. Uh, I'm a little but, disappointed, but we'll be all right. But for next week, so, um, but so that'll come next year, and and I really am excited because, like, again, I, I've I've talked about this before. It's not really a surprise, but I, for me, I would like to see it more from Loomis's perspective not necessarily from Lori's perspective, because like, I think there's something really interesting you could do, not necessarily in the same way that Rob Zombie did it, but if you tell it from Loomis's perspective, you know, the fact that he tried to treat him and he tried to help him for 15 years and got literally nowhere. Like, I feel like that would be really like psychologically damaging to Loomis. Like I, like I could like, if you played with his mental health and what Michael did to him emotionally and that kind of being his drive for wanting to stop him once he escapes, I mm-hmm. think that could, I think that's a really, really interesting angle to, to go at for, um, for a remake or for a, a reimagining of the story. I think that's really cool. Jaded says it's the passion and appreciation for something and seeing others with the same passion for that thing. Could not agree with you more in terms of talking about this community and stuff like that. Um, that's, I mean, looking back on it, that's why Miguel and I started this. That's, that's, pretty, much, that's pretty much what a fandom is, man. Like, it's... Yeah. I mean, well, and even like, I, I think back to when the one that always sticks with me is godzilla king of the monsters when miguel Mm -hmm. and i saw godzilla king of the monsters we walked back to our car and i kid you not we literally we made out for like an hour we did we we took each other's shirts off and kissed each other sweetly in the car and then we literally had like a two-hour conversation about godzilla king of the monsters like just sitting in the car naked to together in the front seat in the back seat. No, but besides that, we had a very decent, <laughs> we had a very long, strong out conversation about We did. Movie. And I was like, and that's why when COVID happened and we were, t- we were getting all those Marvel drops and stuff, I was like, why don't we just, like, why don't we do this? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. why don't we do it? Um, Rosalia said, yes, Jay did. That's why I love these chats. I love sharing with others who have a passion for this art form. Like I do hundred percent, man. Um, yeah, Argent, good one. Uh, the scar on Michael's eye in 2018, it's creepy. They did a really – Chris Nelson – listen, Christopher Nelson, if you – even if you're like, you know what? I hate what Blumhouse did with this trilogy. Even if you say that, I don't think that. I think they've done a pretty good job. But if you can say 
anything about the Blumhouse Halloween trilogy, it is that Christopher Nelson absolutely destroyed it with the mask and with mm-hmm. the makeup and the effects mm-hmm. for this trilogy. Yeah. Literally could not have asked for a better job. Could not have. 100%. So, uh, Jaded says, "Much. Uh, I'm running late AF. Much love, guys, and chat. Stay safe out, stay safe out, stay, stay safe out there. That's what I was What a good to way to say goodbye to Jaded. I know. Right? Again, saying goodbye to Jaded, I'm having a pinstroke as I do it. It's okay. See you, buddy. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. Last two chats before we get out of here. 31 Days of Horror. I'm going to be emotional for Halloween ends. Because for me, this franchise has meant a lot to me from the beginning and now to the end. Couldn't agree more, my friend. Uh, P. Rich says, I don't mind Rob Zombie's Halloween. Malcolm McDowell's pr- uh, pre-trial of Dr. Loomis was uh, portrayal of Dr. Loomis was good. And Brad Dourif even better in Halloween 2. Yeah, Brad Dourif was a, a better bracket than the original bracket. Brad Dourif was absolutely remarkable in um, as, as that character in Rob Zombie's film. So... A lot of good conversation tonight, guys. Uh, that's going to do it for us. Episode number 16 of Purely and Simply Evil. This has been our full watch along of John Carpenter's classic Halloween from 1978. We will be back uh, to do the Halloween 2018 watch along and then also the Halloween Kills watch along. We've never done a, a commentary for Halloween Kills, so we were purposely saving that for... Um, very purposely saving that for uh, the first Oktoberfest. And listen, next week, we're going to start revisiting Rob Zombie's films. We're going to revisit Rob Zombie's Halloween 1. We're going to revisit Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. And that is literally the tip of the iceberg for what we have planned for for the rest of the season. So super, super stoked, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Uh, New episodes of our shows premiere every single Tuesday and Saturday at 8 p.m. and 10 a.m. Eastern. We are on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at We Talk the Movies. We love you and we'll talk to you soon, guys. Have a good night and a great rest of your weekend. Peace. Peace. <laughs>